church this morning. Welcome to church here at Stratford Heights. It is so great to see you. Feel the presence of the Lord here already this morning. We've just come from a wonderful uh, Sunday school hour and the morning service was great. You were in for such a treat, especially because the pastor is back this morning. Amen. We want to make one real quick announcement. Tomorrow night at the Celebrate Recovery service, Sheila Ray Charles will be in the service tomorrow night. That is the daughter of Ray Charles. She's going to be here and share her recovery story. And uh, you'll be blessed if you'll come out 6 7 o'clock. I believe it's 7 o'clock. You'll be blessed and be a part of the service, and it's going to be a good time. With that being said, pardon our dust and everything that's going on. Thank you for all of your... Uh, Thank you for all of your understanding with the parking lot and the building, different things that are going on. If you have any concerns or questions, just let us know. But it's a good day to be in the house of God, amen? Good day to be in the house of God. Thank you so much for being here, especially if you're here for the first time. We would like you to be seated, and our regular tenders can stand up. If you're here for the first time, you can sit down. We've got some information to give you. With that being said, we're going to get out and welcome each other into the house of God. God bless you all. God 
Is he your provider? What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me? What can make me? Yeah. 
in Christ's instructions to us, he says, do this in remembrance of me. And he says, until I come. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when we're standing at the marriage supper of the Lamb and he comes in and he's got communion elements. Until he comes into his kingdom. I can't wait for that day. Do you know just any hour, any moment? Right now we do this by faith and we follow his instructions and obedience to his word and we say, Lord, until you come. Until you come, we will remember. Until you come, we won't forget. We'll be thankful for what you did for us. There's no job promotion. There's no certain circumstance. There's not people in our lives. There's no money we can get. There's nothing in this life that compares to what you're holding in your hand right here. This is life. This is eternal life. What Christ has given to us through his sacrifice is amazing. Please don't let this just be a religious ritual that we go through. But as you hold the elements in your hand and I read scripture, I want you to remember what he's done for you. He has given me, I am so blown away by the promise of eternal life that I've been given through Christ the gift that comes to me, the smartest man or woman on the face of the earth can't even hold a candle to the gift that Christ has given to me and to you. Paul was writing about it and he looked back over it and he said, on the same night that the Lord was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body which is broken for you. He said, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped. And he said, this cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. He said, for as often as you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. And it's in his death that you and I have life. I, I don't know where I am this morning. I said, it's in his death that you and I have life. Wow. Wow. What compares to that? Nothing. I said, wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily. In other words, without thought, without care, reverence, without being right in their heart, just treating it carelessly and not reverent shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. Would you take just a moment to prepare your heart before God as we get ready to remember? Lord, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for Calvary, the cross. We thank you that, Lord, you were marred and beaten. And, Lord, you did that for us. We thank you that you took on the wages of sin. And in it was forgiveness for us as your blood was spilled on Calvary's cross. That sacrifice, which is horrible, tragic, 
crucifixion. But Lord, in that was the seed of life for us today. And Lord, they didn't take your life, you gave it. We honor you today as we remember the blood sacrifice of our God so that we could have life eternal. So Paul said again, when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and he told his disciples, he said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. As often as you eat this bread, remember what I've done for you. And they ate. Thank you, Lord. And after the same manner, he took the cup and he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me and what I've done for you. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. I give myself away. Lord, I give myself away so you can use me give myself away oh I give myself away so you can use would you lift up your hands now and give yourself to the Lord here I stand Lord
join with me in prayer. I know that many of us have prayer requests today. I know that are heavy on our hearts and we believe that we serve a God that answers prayer. Doesn't just hear prayer, he answers them. And we're thankful for that today. And I want you to join me also as we pray over the nation of Israel in obedience to scripture for us, a, a worship of the Lord Jesus Christ and a commitment to his eternal plan for the kingdom or his people, the nation of Israel. We pray over them today and over all of the needs and requests that we have. Also at the conclusion of tonight's mess or this morning's message, we'll have uh, ministers up here to pray with you and anoint you with oil. Can we pray? Father, we love you and thank you. God, we come to you in faith and trust and obedience, God, in belief, God, in belief, God, that you are the Son of God, that you're our Savior. We love you. We praise you, God. We know that we're in times where we need to keep our eyes upon the Scriptures and we need to keep our eyes upon the happenings that are going around all around us. And we pray this morning over the nation of Israel. We pray for peace. Uh, in Jerusalem. God, we pray for wisdom for their leaders. We bless them, God, as your scripture tells us to do. And God, we want to walk in, in your blessing. God, we want to walk correct with you and right with you. And Father, we praise you for that. And God, I ask that, God, they may prosper. I pray that your hand would be upon them, God. And I pray your church would rise up like never before with nothing more than just to love Jesus Christ and to, to live for him, to praise him, to worship him. And all that we do, we look to you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. If you believe in Jesus, say amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. We are so thankful. I wanted to read this scripture, if I could, to you as we take up the offering. Scripture that I love to read in Luke chapter 6 and 38. It says, give give and it will be given to you it said a good measure pressed down shaken together and running over will be poured into your lap for with the same measure you use it will be measured back to you there's nothing more disappointing than going down to subway and getting a sub sandwich and grabbing a, a bag of baked lays and that big old bag there of baked lays that are barbecue flavored, there's nothing more disappointing than buying that big bag of chips. And when I open that chicks, chips, or that bag of chips, excuse me, when I open that bag, half of the bag is air. <laughs> you get eight chips, you paid for a bag of chips and, and three quarters of it is air. There's nothing that's worse than that. Can I tell you this morning, we don't get that with God when we give. We don't get halfway, we don't get three quarters to make it look good, we get it all. The Bible says press down, shaken together and running over, better than you could ever hope for, ask or think. God will give in proportion to what we give. God will pour into our lap a blessing. I have no problem giving. A young person came to me on Tuesday night and, and she had just got her first job. And she said, I want to tithe. How do I start tithing? And so we went through that process and it reminded me that from an early age I learned this. And that from an early age, I might not be the best looking person around or the most this or most put together, but God has blessed me and taken care of me. And the 90% that I've had has gone further than any 100% I could have kept. God made it work. It wasn't a bag of air. It's a bag of truth. And it's a bag of his blessings. It's his, it's his blessings poured out over us. Thank you. Father, we bless you and praise you that when we give in tithe, our 10%, God, you bless. God, you put a hedge of protection even, God, over it, Lord. And 
We thank you for every person that ties in obedience to that. We pray that they'd be reminded even today, God, of the blessing that's therein, not only for them, but the kingdom of God, Lord. We thank you for every dollar that's given and put in the offering, God, today. It doesn't just represent giving to something or even paying a bill, God. It, it represents souls in the kingdom of God. It represents ministry. It represents lives being touched. God, I'm thankful today that by your grace and by the shed blood of Jesus Christ, I'm going to walk into your kingdom of heaven one day. God, I'm going to walk through those pearly gates, and I'm thankful that someone gave and enabled someone to preach that message by the power of the Holy Spirit to save and touch. And Father, I pray that we be a church on fire, God, ready to spread that message wherever we go. And God, let it be across the world, God, in Romania. God, let it be at the top of this world in Barrow, Alaska. God, let it be to the east and the west, west and the north and the south. God, let Jesus Christ be proclaimed and use us to do it, we pray, in obedience to your word. We love you in Jesus' name. If you believe that, say amen this morning.
Come on, stand with me this morning. I can't hardly wait to get up here. How many of you know he's coming for us? He's coming soon. There is a blood that washes us white as snow. You know who, who ought to be worried today are those folks that aren't covered by the blood. If those, those folks that, that are still out in the world trying to live on their own, they got troubles ahead. But I'm telling you, you and I, if we are believers in Christ Jesus, all fear has been cast as far away from us as we can get rid of it. We are safe in the sheltering arms of God. Do you believe that? Say amen. amen. Jesus looked at his disciples. They were concerned about the future. They didn't know what was going to happen. They were worried. They had a little anxiety. They had questions that weren't answered. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. Let me say that again. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, can you imagine how he was telling them? He wasn't just saying, don't be upset. What are you troubled over? He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it weren't so, guys, I would have told you. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Hallelujah. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. That's why I'm leaving. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare this place, I'm coming again. Can you almost hear a trumpet? Josh, you and I are going to have to work together. Whenever I say that, I want you to just be ready with... Can you almost hear a trumpet? I ain't filled with anxiety this morning. I'm not worried about it. I'm looking forward to it. I agree with Paul. Even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. Powerful, powerful promises of the Lord. I've got, I've went ahead of myself. I'm preaching on this, but I've got ahead of myself. Turn in your Bibles to Matthew 24, verse 42. Man, the choir, y'all did a great job this morning. Y'all did a great job last night at Cameron Avenue, Church of God. I preached, we were on the revival circuit last night. They brought the house down, man, they, they sung, they were so anointed. I had been gone for my vacation, and that was the first service I was back to, and I sat there and weeped the whole time. I wept the whole time. I cried. I was like, that's my choir. That's my choir right there. That's my soloist right there. I was so proud of them. God moved in the service. We preached. We prayed for I don't know how many people. We let, let's put it this way. I left there. I was drenched power of God was there in a wonderful way. I was so proud of them. You ought to be proud, honorably proud, like God proud of the choir and the music ministry that we have all over this church. Sister Atwood, 
Pastor Atwood and, and Pastor Carolyn attends here on Sunday night. She slips up here from downtown Cincinnati and she came. She texted me about 10.30 last night. She said, we're sitting here at La Rosa's. And she said, we ain't even eating our pizza. He said, we're just reliving that whole service all over again. She goes, you don't know how blessed you are at Stratford Heights. I wrote her back and I said, oh, yes, I do. I know I'm blessed. God moved in a mighty way and many people were touched. Many, many to- folks were, were just, I believe, miracles in that service last night. But, oh, it's so good to be here today. I'm glad I'm home. I'm so glad I'm home. I love going away, but I love getting home. And I love being with you this morning. So good to see my Mimi's back. Mimi and Salvador and Nathan, they're back. Wave for us, guys. Let me see your hands up. Salvador, come on, give us a big wave. Come on, a big wave, a Mexican wave right there. That's right. They have been in Nicaragua for the last year or two, and we have missed them. Three years, see? It's just terrible. And uh, I've missed them so much. Uh, boy, you can always count Mimi will be out here dancing for long. She'll bring the, the praise alive in this house. But if you don't know them, they're not visitors. They're just home folks. They're back. And we're glad they're here. We've missed you terribly. We're glad you're home today. Also, we wanna pr- I want to say also with, uh, with the Celebrate Recovery, tomorrow night, the, the blues singer, the, the jazz blues singer, Ray Charles, his daughter has a great testimony of deliverance from 22 years I believe it was of addiction to cocaine and she has been set free and she is quite the preacher she's going to be in this house tomorrow night preaching at at Stratford Heights and I want you to come see her she I mean she preaches and then she breaks out singing while she preaches she's going to give me a run for the money I'm a she is a wonderful wonderful lady and her father, of course, if you've ever liked any kind of jazz or blues music, you know who he is. But she is coming, not representing her daddy. She's coming representing her heavenly father. She is saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. So she'll be here tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Everybody's welcome. So if you ain't got nothing going on, come by here and be here uh, at 7 o'clock. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42. We're going to pray over the word, and as we do, we're going to remember Ron Carter, who is recovering and doing well. He's still been going through it um, physically, had gone back and forth from the hospital with a heart transplant, but God has been bringing him along. Sue Brashear needs our prayer. She's been in the hospital for a couple of weeks now, and we need to, to pray for her and also Melissa Beckett. If you saw us, go back to Melissa. She lost her mother yesterday. And, uh, some of us we know exactly how that feels and so Melissa we're praying for your church loves you we understand how hurt and wounded you are this morning we want you to know we're here for you we're going to wrap our arms of love and friendship around you we're going to take care of you during this time we love your family very much Matthew chapter 24 while I'm saying that Wednesday night I'm going to attempt to be addressing some of the questions and concerns centering around um, current prophetic uh, conversations, questions concerning the harbinger and uh, the Shemitah. Gonna do my best. I'm certainly not a professional on those. We have some who know a lot more than me, and I'll be talking with them as we prepare for Wednesday night. But I want you to come if you have questions or if you have. 
uh, feelings concerning that. I, I've noticed it's just everywhere. It's a buzz. It's a conversation everywhere. And I want to, I think it's correct and right for your pastor to address uh, these issues. And I'm going to do that on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock right here in the sanctuary. So I'll look forward to seeing you there. In light of that, I felt impressed as I sought the Lord. I thought, well, Lord, should I talk about that today? Should, what should I do? I was trying to strategize my message over the week. It was on an airplane coming back from my holiday that the Lord spoke to my heart. I'm preaching this morning. Look up. Look up. Look up. Turn to somebody and say, look up. Matthew 24 and verse 42 says, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this. Learn something here. Giving you an illustration for your future preparations. That if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready. Mm. For the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Watch, therefore. Father, we pray for these needs. We lift these families up to you. I pray for Melissa. Beckett and her family, I pray for them, God, that you would touch them with comfort and strength as only you can do. Lord, we give you honor. We give you praise for that you are the one that is with us, present help in the time of trouble. Be with them, oh, Father God, and help us to be a church that will bring comfort and strength to a fellow brother and sister. And I pray, God, that you will touch Subrashir with a healing touch, that she will feel the power of God even now in the hospital, that she will sense and know your touch in this very moment. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ, heal her in the name of the Lord and by the blood of the power of God. And Lord, I pray that you will touch Ron Carter, be with him, touch him by your spirit. And as we get into your word today, speak to us, challenge us, move us by your Holy Spirit. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You can be seated. It's the desire of my heart this morning to build within our people an excitement, an anticipation, a passion, a compassion. I'm looking for peace to be instilled into the hearts of every man, every woman, every boy and girl in this house. I want God to speak to your spirit and challenge you in a beautiful way to anticipate, to anticipate with joy the coming of the Lord. The coming of the Lord. I was traveling on an airline the other day and I was sitting by myself by the window. Thanks, Marty. I was locked in over there by myself. My family was enjoying conversation on the other side of the plane, and I was locked over there by myself. And I was thinking, as I was looking out the window, the storms were raging down below, and you could see the dark rain clouds as we'd fly. And I was watching and looking at the lightning, and I was amazed at how crystal blue the sky was. You know, I'm the guy that's always amazed by that. Dustin and I really love it. 
when, I, when I'm looking out on an airplane and I can see the blue skies with the rain down below, and I think about the poor little ants down there that are getting rained on, and the little tiny trucks that are that big, and I'm up here in the blue skies. I'm like, God, oh, that's awesome. And then, of course, God always speaks and says, that's the way I am. I'm above the rain clouds. I'm above the storms. You don't fear anything when I'm in charge. Every, no matter how terrible the storm is, no matter how raging it is, just above it is blue skies. I'm always in control. And that was something that always has spoken to my heart. But I was looking out the window at 37,000 feet, and I was thinking about the elections and thinking about the White House and the Senate and the Congress and the laws that are tearing and ripping apart the morality of our country, seemingly taking and ripping the seams apart of who we have been, who we are. And it seems like they're just constant arrows trying to destroy and work to rip apart the very foundations of America. It drives me nuts, and I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking about the government. I'm thinking about terrorism, thinking about the economy and Wall Street and the stress, all the stress that everybody seems to be under, no matter who you are, whether you're a believer or a non-believer. You're under this stress, the the televisions, the YouTubes, and all the the conversations centering around the Antichrist and the Pope and, and Madonna doing a a desecration of the bride tour in New York City and starting a worldwide tour. And and you got all this stuff and everybody's bringing all this information and they're hitting you with it. And it's doom and it's despair and it's wrath and it's judgment and it's dates. It's devastation and tragedy and it's doom. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, wherefore comfort one another with these words? I said it over and over and over. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Wherefore, Ray, comfort one another with these words. What does that mean? When he was talking about the coming of the Lord, Paul writing and said, I don't want you to be ignorant, brethren. the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I sat there staring out the window, and I said, Lord, I can't even turn TBN on and get peace anymore. I can't turn to know everybody's arguing and fussing about dates and timelines and, and history and, and whether we're connected to, to the old covenants or not. And some are arguing that the church, the, the America is not connected. And others are saying, oh, yes, we are. And they're going back and forth. And, well, the calendar's not right. Well, the calendar is right. And, and they're going back and forth. And I'm watching as everybody's debating and everybody's worrying and everybody's all stressed out. And then I looked over and I saw the blue sky and the sun. And the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, what did I tell you to do? What did I tell you to do? I said, Lord, where's the peace? Where is the comfort? Where's the joy in all of this? And the Lord said, what did I tell you to do? And immediately, the scripture started rolling through my head. When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up. Look up. 
up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. All of a sudden, sitting on that plane, tears started streaming down my cheek, and I'm sitting there staring out the window, Debbie, and I said, he's coming, he's coming, he's on his way, he's getting things ready. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He said, what are you so concerned about current events for? He said, what are you so concerned about? He said, I, I, I know you're curious. Everybody's curious. The prophecies are there. They're important. And don't get me wrong this morning. I love the study of God's word. And I want to dissect it and take it apart. And I love listening to prophetic preachers. And I love all the questions and answers. And, and I get into it. And I, I, it actually blows me away sometimes to where, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to, like, suck my thumb or something. I mean, the first time I heard the word Shemitah, I thought, is this the new Lord of the Rings? What is this? Shemitah, what is that? Then I started putting the, the year, the Sabbath year together with the Jubilee and the year of release. And I'm like, that's perfect at the, the Yom Kippur, which is the Feast of Atonement. And, and it's all coming together, the blood. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. The Lord's coming on September. And he very well may be. But here's what the Lord spoke to my heart so clearly. He said, what are you so concerned? Why are you so worried? Why, you, why is everybody so stressed out? I got a phone call last night at 1030. I'm in the line I, after church at Cameron Avenue. I was driving home and I got off and I got in the McDonald's drive-thru. Someone calls me and they're very upset and they're very filled with anxiety and fear. And they're like, the Lord is coming. I don't know that I'm ready. I want to know that I'm ready. And, and they were filled with this anxiety. That, you know, everyone's saying that there's doom and there's wrath and there's judgment. And I, I, I'm, I'm in fear. I can't go to sleep. I didn't sleep last night. I, I can't sleep tonight. And immediately I, I said, well, let's pray. And I started praying. We prayed on the phone right there. And I'm in the McDonald's drive-thru. And I walk up, I drive up to the thing, not realizing I'm in the, and Jesus, I pray, God, by your power, that you'll bring peace right now to the situation. And this lady's like, can I help you? And I'm like, oh, in the name of Jesus, amen, amen. And she goes, and she said nothing. And I looked over and I said, I'm ready now. <laughs> and she was like, okay. <laughs> you know, Jesus spoke to Martin. He said, why are you so worried about current events? He said, you're the reason I'm coming. And I went. He said, I'm coming for you. I'm doing all this for you. He said, I'm not doing this for me. He said, we're not doing this to just fulfill some historical fact or some biblical mandate. He said, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for my people. He said, I can't hardly wait. He said, I want you to have joy. He said, I want you to anticipate with joy. He said, I want you to lay your head on your pillow with peace. He said, look up for your redemption draws nigh. 
The signs are everywhere. The coming of the Lord. We've been talking about this for years. So we've got things lining up and things coming together. And it's looking a little more evident than it used to. But I remember about a year ago. I remember five years ago. I was still preaching in an hour when you think not. The Son of Man is going to come. And when he comes, we've got to be ready. What difference does it make when it happens if we know he's coming very soon? He's coming very soon. That's not a church of God thing. That's a Holy Bible thing. He's coming soon to receive you and I unto himself. He said that where I am, there you may be also. So all through the word, he says, don't fear. Fear not. You have overcome. We're overcomers through the blood. We don't have to worry about what comes, what, what's happening. God is not sitting up there worried about the election. God's not sitting up there wringing his hands wondering if the Republicans or the Democrats are going to get it. He's not worried about the new CNN debate that's going to happen. He's not sitting down there wondering, oh, who am I going to pick and who's going to be the one? Oh, I'm just so worried. What if the people mess it up? God is in control. Every step is ordered. Everything is in place. And he is a God you can trust. So he says, comfort one another. Comfort one another. Don't be filled with fear and anxiety. When I hung up the phone last night in the McDonald's drive-thru, the lady was like, I feel so much better. I, thank you, thank you. I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. I said, I know you're going to sleep wonderful tonight. So I was in that plane, and the Lord spoke to me and showed me so clearly. He says, I'm doing this for you. You're the reason I'm returning. What are you worried about? It's for you. I started singing that song. He abides. He abides. Hallelujah. He abides with me. I'm rejoicing night and day. I stopped. I said, I'm rejoicing night and day as I walk the narrow way. For the Comforter abides with me. You and I have the comfort, the peace. We have the joy unspeakable and full of glory. We have joy in our spirits this morning. Because the world, I got news for you, it is going to fall apart. It is going to crumble. Bad things are going to take place. I don't have to be a prophet to figure that one out. But I'm thankful for the word that gives me comfort even in the details of letting me know what the signs are. Because I'm just reminded he's coming for me. He's coming for you. No wonder over and over and over again, the Lord said, fear not. How many times in scripture did he say, fear not? I'm not looking for devastation and tragedy this morning. I'm looking for the blessed hope. I'm looking for my savior, the appearing of the Lord. I can't hardly wait. I can't wait until Gabriel steps out 
and begins practicing a little bit before the big deal. I can't wait until the clouds roll open. And I can't wait until graves start grumbling all over town. I can't wait until the, the gravitational force starts to let go and I begin to see myself getting closer and closer and closer to my Savior as my eyes are on His gaze and I can't hardly wait. It's a day and a time when there's no greater word for us than peace. The world will know no peace. Don't get me wrong. The world is, like I said, it's going to get bad. But for the child of God, he said, look up for your redemption. When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now, you may not know where you are this morning. We are in a, we are in a pre-tribulation, pre-millennial rapture church. We believe that the church of Jesus Christ is going to miss it all. We believe that when the, when the judgment and the wrath of God begins to fall, the children of God, I don't, I'm not, I don't care who the Antichrist is necessarily. I mean, I'd like to figure it out. But it ain't going to keep me awake at night because I already know I'll be enjoying that communion and marriage supper of the Lamb around the throne of God. I believe it. I'm not confused about it. I believe this word teaches over and over again that you and I, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, are going to be missing. There'll be one, two in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. I believe you and I are part of the body, the bride of Christ, and we have got an appointment with the groom, and he's coming to get us it's almost the midnight hour even now oh run that up a co-host of time so we've got to just be ready be filled with excitement anticipation comfort one another for years we scared people to death i'm telling you there's nothing to be afraid of it's good it's better god wouldn't tell you wouldn't take you from somewhere if it wasn't going to be 100 thousand times better where we're going i can't hardly wait to get there i want to know what it feels like to put my feet on glass that's made of pure gold i can't wait to smell the smells of heaven i can't wait to pick a flower that talks back to you and tells you your name i can't handle it i can't wait to see this house he's made for me and i can't wait dad i can't wait until i see my precious mother walking down through those streets Come, baby, you're home. I can't wait. I'm filled with excitement. I'm filled with anticipation. I've got peace like a river in my soul. Hallelujah. It is well. It is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's something to get excited about. I'm tired of explaining why I get excited. It's better than winning the lottery. I've got a golden street that I'm going to live on with a house. He's prepared for me. Looks just like Australia. Maybe. I didn't see that in a vision or anything. Matthew 25 and verse 1. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be like unto ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. 
Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. You can't get saved on mommy and daddy's religion. You can't, you can't, you aren't guaranteed a ticket into glory because grandma was a prayer warrior. Telling you when you stand before the Lord, he won't be asking you what's your family name. He'll want to know if your name, if Jesus' death for you applied. He's going to look for your name and it's free. Come, buy. It doesn't cost anything. That's the crazy part. It doesn't cost you anything. You give him your life. We sang it earlier. I give myself away. You just give him your future, your destiny, the plans that he has for you to prosper you and to give you health and to give you hope and to give you a future. You say, no, I'm not going to hold all that back. I'm going to give you my future. I'm going to give you my heart. I'm going to give you my affection. I'm going to believe you, Lord. I believe you died for me. I believe you came and you, you literally paid the price for every failure I'd ever done. There ain't a person in this room who has a right to look at anybody else's sins. Nobody has that right. You didn't pay the price. Jesus paid the price. He paid the price for the hooker on the street, just like he paid the price for you. He paid the price for the drug addict and for the alcoholic, just like he paid the price for you. Ain't nobody in this house little more holy than anybody else, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But the awesome thing about it is that we can come before Calvary and we can say, Lord, I'm filthy. Lord, I've got sin. Lord, I had an attitude and a half. I had bad thoughts. I did bad deeds. Lord, I am a sinner. And he says, come. But Lord, you don't know how bad I am. You don't know how bad it was what I went through. But Lord, this is really bad stuff. I mean, I've disappointed, I've shamed, I've hurt. God, can you forgive me? He says, in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Come, all ye who are weary and heavy laden. 
He says, I will give you rest. That's why he's coming. That's why he came. And that's why he's coming again. He's coming for you. We've got to be ready. That's the only message of today. Well, all right then, I've got to be worried. I've got to be ready. No, just surrender. Just give it to God. Well, I mean, I've got to, I've got to be saved. No, you, you don't got to be saved. You've got to let him save you. Let him redeem you. Let him save you. Let him forgive you. Let him wash you, cleanse you, sanctify you. Oh, we need sanctification again. I was telling somebody before church, we need people who will understand that the power we're singing about with the blood, the power is good for the washing and the cleansing and the sanctifying of our souls. You don't have to make yourself ready. Being ready is just having oil in your lamp. And good news, Stuart, it's amazing. Today, there's a sale on oil right here at Stratford Heights Church of God. There's a sale on oil. Giving it away. Unlimited amounts. Oh, I feel God in this place. You come to Jesus all the condemnation, all the guilt, all the shame, it goes washing right out of your life. This altar's like a river in the water of God. The washing just takes that on out of here. And you leave out of here, the Bible says, though our sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Awesome. You mean I can be saved? For God so loved the whole world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever. To get that? Even you. Even you. With every head bowed, I don't even want you to move. I don't even want you to stand this morning. I feel the brevity of this service. I feel the power of God right here, right now. I feel the Spirit of the Lord wanting to deal with hearts. I don't want anybody to move around. I, this is sacred, this moment. I feel a heavy, heavy burden in this house for people that just need to let Jesus save you. You don't have to do it yourself. You don't have to do anything. You just have to believe him. The oil is free. The gift of salvation is free. With it goes the guilt, the shame, the worry, the anxiety, the stress. You can be ready for the rapture this morning. It can happen for you in just a couple of seconds. In just a minute, we're going to pray a prayer right now where you are. And then I'm going to have you stand. And I want the church to come into the altar. But right in your seats, if you need 
Jesus to save you. You can't save yourself. It's not about you making things right or, or getting things together. Or It's not about you doing the work of salvation. That's his, that's his gift. And it's free. And you need him today. If you're here and you need saved, I want your hand to shoot up right where you are and right back down. I see you. I see you. I see you. Several hands going up. Is there anyone else? God bless you, son. God bless you. Hands are going up. Christians are praying right now. We're going to wait. This is an important Sunday. The Holy Spirit is working in this place. I'm not begging you. I'm not trying to persuade you. The Holy Spirit's either doing a work in you right now or he's not. And if he's doing a work, then you know you need salvation and your hand's going to shoot up right now. Where are you? Who else? Several hands. I've lost count. I don't know how many we've had so far. God bless you. God bless you. God sees you. God bless you. Christians, keep praying with me. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you. Lord, I pray for not one person to leave this house who's not ready. Lord, I pray that you will touch in every life right now, every heart, so that when they leave this house, they know you're coming for them. They're included. Is there anyone else? One more this morning. Anyone else? God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you, ma'am. Thank God for you. Thank God for these hands that are going up today. Church, we ought to be thankful for this. As somebody's daughter, somebody's son, somebody's been praying for them, today's their day. All right, I want everyone to stand now, if you would. Several hands went up. Maybe somebody was able to get a count. It doesn't matter. Heaven's got the count. We just like sometimes to celebrate with you. But we're going to pray a prayer right now. Please remain sacred. We're going to pray a prayer that receives Jesus into our hearts. This is so important. If the church does nothing else, if we don't shout and dance and run and have a hoedown, if we don't gully wash, but we do this right here, this is the most important thing we do. Salvation. For someone's son, someone's daughter, someone's husband or wife, we're going to pray a prayer. This prayer in and of itself cannot save you. It's just words unless it comes from the heart the Holy Spirit is working on. You lifted your hand. You acknowledge that God's doing something and you need him. That's all you need to worry about. As long as you feel that in your heart, then that's the Holy Spirit working on you. And we're going to pray a prayer. Now you pray that prayer and it becomes a powerful prayer of repentance before God. And it adds your name in the Lamb's book of life. We're going to pray it right now. Would you pray it all over the congregation? Let's pray together. Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. I know you paid the price. You came to this earth and you died on the cross.
and you rose again. You purchased my salvation. You are the Son of God. I believe in you. I accept you. And I confess today, I need a Savior. As you have now forgiven me, and I believe in my heart, your word declares that I'm saved. You're coming for me. In the name of Jesus Christ, strengthen me from this moment. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. <laughs> Melissa, turn around. This is Melissa Grohl right here. She is discipleship pastor here at our church. They have a booth out in the lobby. They want to give you a Bible, give you some information. They want to hook up with you and just share with you a few moments. They will not be taking any money or any credit card. They don't want anything like that from you. They want to give to you. They want to make a connection with you that will help you get established in your new walk with God. Please go by there. It's right on outside the door. You'll see the booth. Just go by there and meet them and make a connection with them. They'll be glad to help you get started in your new walk. We've got time. It's one minute after 12. I mean, this is a record, I think, for me. It's a record. Y'all going to get to the restaurant before they close. This is awesome. I want you to step out and meet me in the altar, if you would, as quickly as you can. Church, I believe it's important for us to pray together today. If you're unable to get out of your seat, I understand, and I know we have some that have difficulties. You stay right where you are. That's perfectly fine. But if you can, I want you to come. Move in as good as you can so people in the aisles can come in. Just scoot down to the middle. The Bible facts are up. Congratulations, by the way. You two getting married. You beautiful little couple. You're awesome. We're proud of you. The Bible's filled with amazing information. And there's a lot about where we are right now that, that I want all of us to, to understand and study and to be aware of. The, the important thing is that we don't lose focus of who we are. I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, should I put aside and, and just really delve into this stuff? And he said, no, I've got people doing that. He said, you're the pastor, you're a shepherd, you do what you do. And he said, and you remind the church they got to do what they're supposed to do. We need fire in this church draws the lost we need people saved that's my job that's your job we're to be hard working in the field we're to bring messages that let the people know they need a savior who loves them and we need to tear down all the false ideas that cause people to be filled with anxiety I've had some wonderful good friends here at the church that had come from backgrounds where there had been a lot of fear instilled in them over the years over the end times and it hurt my heart because I want to help and I want to pour comfort strength into them because this is a good thing it's an awesome thing God's coming he's doing it for me he's doing it for you he's doing all that stuff for you and that's the promise and it's good news everybody say good news you got sons, you got daughters, you got husbands, you got wives, 
they're unsaved, they're not ready. I want to see the hand of everyone who's got an unsaved loved one. Look around you. Do you see how many? They're everywhere. I want us to pray right now for the lost. And then I want us to be determined as a church, Brother Orville, that we will continue to share the good news. The good news that there's power in the blood, that there's fire in the house, and that God God can save to the uttermost. God is able to deliver them and heal them, free them. God is able to touch them. Amen? I want to be lit up so powerful. I want there to be such a fire. I want it to come out our windows, out our side, side doors. I want that new property out there with that new building to be raging with fire. I want people to come from everywhere. There's a story of an old man who was standing watching the fire burn. And this little church had been uh, in the community for 100 years. And, and it had caught fire one night. And the whole town came out. There was only about 50 people that went to the church. But the whole town was all over the place watching this thing. One of the members who was a little emotional and a little upset. He looks out and he sees the town drunk standing there. And he says, what are you doing here? I never saw you in church. And he says, well, I never saw this church on fire either. (laughs) My prayer is that we're a church on fire. The whole town will come watch us burn. We don't want fleshly stuff. We don't want our own show. We're not interested in putting on our own dance. We want the fire of God. I'm going to preach tonight the message about the fire of God. I want the Lord to make us a fire church to where the people will come. I don't even know how many people got saved today. Isn't that great? But I'm praying for you, church. I want us to lay aside every weight, the sins that so easily beset us. I want fire to burn in us first. We need a Holy Ghost fire that causes us to be holy and righteous before God. Can I tell you something? I want to say this. Somebody says, well, he's taking advantage of the fact that he ended early. I feel led of the Spirit to say this. The Holy Spirit brought it back to my mind. God can take care of your secret. I feel the Holy Spirit as far down in me as I can feel Him. God can wipe out your secret. If you will trust the fire of God, He'll wipe out your secret sins and He'll set you free. You don't have to hide anymore. God is the God of great deliverance. Amen? I want you to just make contact with somebody. Don't have to hold their hand. Just put your hand on their shoulder real politely right there by them. Not intrusive in any way. I just want you to just make a contact with the body. And I want you to pray for one another. And I want us to, when we leave this house, we're going to be filled with joy. We're going to be filled with peace. And we're going to be filled with the power to live the life that makes us ready for the rapture. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, pray right now with me. Lord, we come to you and we pray in the name of Jesus that you'll touch your people. Prepare our hearts and make us ready. 
Lord, we know that you're coming soon. We see the signs. We know, God, there's so many evidences to your soon return. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will touch us, that you'll renew within us, Lord, the fire of your Holy Ghost. Lord, no more secrets, no more hiding places, no more living half-hearted, but God, living a life before you full of joy, overcoming power and victory. I pray in the name of Jesus, you'd set this church, this body of believers on fire. Touch us by your Holy Spirit that we will, Lord, be witnesses in our community. That, Lord, everywhere we go, they will not see our personalities. They will not have to deal with our attitudes in our person. But, Lord, they will come confrontating right with your spirit in our lives. And, Lord, they will see the power of God, the fire of God in us. Give us the Holy Spirit in fresh measure. Baptize us again in the Holy Spirit and touch us with your mighty, mighty power. Lord, we desire not to be our own. We desire, Lord, to give ourselves away. We want more of your Spirit. We want to live out our lives, decreasing so that you might increase. In the name of Jesus Christ, set this church on fire. Cause us, Lord, to seek the lost and to be a witness that they'll desire and want to be around and want what we have. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we pray for, I pray there'll be a spirit of laughter on your people. I pray there'll be joy unspeakable. I pray God for peace. They'll sleep. Lord, they'll have rest. They'll walk out of here laughing in the spirit. And Lord, the whole town will wonder what in the world's wrong with them. God, let them see that in the midst of the crisis of current events, there is a confidence in our Savior and in our God. We give you praise. We give you high praise. And we lift up your name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And everybody together said, Amen. Amen. Put your hands together and give God praise. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Pray for our loved ones. Be an example. Be a witness. And be the church. And be the church on fire. Amen. God bless you. See you tonight at 6 o'clock. Our soul cries out to you. Our flesh cries out to you.